Good morning. This is a two-part introduction to the prophet Jeremiah. We're going to look at Jeremiah over the next couple of weeks. So, as you do, we're starting in Colossians. So, the message says this in Colossians 3. So, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Now, we live often lives that are poor and boring and anemic. We often settle for less than the best, and sometimes our lives feel so small. It all hinges around one word, and that's where Jeremiah is going to help us. It's the word disciple. Disciple is, as we know, an apprentice, a person who is on a journey, a pilgrim, and a lifelong learner. But it's become a word that is so overused that it's almost a dead word. And I wonder whether we shouldn't replace something like that with pilgrim, because it gives more of the flavor of um, moving forward towards something in a more concerted way. But that's where Jeremiah comes in. So let me introduce you briefly to Jeremiah. He lived in a period of time which was one of the most troubled in Israel's entire history. It's leading up to the period where Jerusalem falls to the Babylonians in 587 BC and Israel is taken into exile. Everything that could go wrong basically went wrong. And Jeremiah was in the middle of it and he stuck out through the entire process, praying, preaching. He suffered enormously. He, 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 he struggled with God he wrote, he believed, he dealt, he dealt with doubt and fatigue and hostility and ridicule and so many other things. And this is what happens when we believe. There are things that happen that are difficult and catastrophes come and hardships arrive. And there is um, whatever language we want to use. There is all kinds of things that happen to us that are nothing of our doing. And it's how we respond through those things that make the difference. Do we allow ourselves to be reworked? And we've been looking at this over the last few weeks. Do we then uh, find ourselves conformed to the image of God, as we read in uh, Romans 12, as we've read? Or do we find ourselves withdrawing, uh, collapsing in on ourselves, um, getting angry and bitter and so on? And that's why Jeremiah is helpful. Because he wrote what he lived and he lived what he wrote. There was um, no dissonance, in a sense, between his life and what he spoke and what he did. And it's important for us because Jeremiah has been, for many generations and centuries, the prophet that people go to when they have difficulty and trouble. A little bit like the sense that Jesus has, he speaks the word, he teaches, but they're at one with the way that he acts and lives and the things that he does, the works that he does, the, the miracles that he performs. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at Jeremiah, not only because of the context, 
but because Jeremiah in who he is and what he does, what he says, actually gives us a vibrant, energetic understanding of what it means to be a follower. Now, Jeremiah himself found that it wasn't difficult to get people interested in religious observances and even talking about spirituality. The difficulty is to sustain it, to see it over the long haul. And even in our society, millions of people make some form of decision to follow Jesus in, in some way. But there's a terrible fallout rate. Many people claim to be born again, but the, the depth, the maturity of the relationship that they, they show um, is sometimes uh, somewhat lacking. Now, there is a great market for religious stuff, and you just have to look in the bookstore or go online to see the plethora of stuff that there is around. But there's not a great desire for a long apprenticeship to be a disciple, to be a life pilgrim on a hot, sometimes dusty road towards God. Remember some years back, I quoted something from Nietzsche, which was from his book, Beyond Good and Evil. I just want to read it to you again, because it's worth saying at this point. The essential thing in heaven and earth is that there should be a long obedience in the same direction. There thereby results and has always resulted in the long run, something that has made life worth living. And this long obedience, this sense of stickability, of, of putting our head down, of moving forward, of continuing through thick and thin, is not really part of our culture. Our culture assumes that most good things can be acquired at once. If something can't be done almost immediately, then it shouldn't be worried about. We want things done quickly and efficiently. And in the church, sometimes that kind of spirit in terms of our own life maturity has crept in. And in a way, we've been captured by what's been called the tourist mindset, where there's lots of religious activity and we visit attractive sites, even digital sites, when we have the time, when we are at leisure, when we've got nothing better to do, and we take a weekly jaunt to church, uh, we occasionally t attend services, um, and we acquire new and unique experiences. And we've adopted a lifestyle of shortcuts and results. We want to see things immediately, and there is a kind of a casual interest now, the reason to look at Jeremiah is that he digs us into what is really important and how it is that we ought to live. And um, we're not just hurrying along and spicing up our humdrum lives with just little bits and pieces. Tourists want to live with the high points. And the demand for Christian leaders is that they give only those high points and that we travel through all the other different areas in our air-conditioned bus. But we never really live there. The truth of life is, most of life is humdrum. Most of life is not highlight. And the Christian life cannot mature under those kind of conditions where we are tourists. We need a long obedience in the same direction. Now, there's two words in Scripture that I just want to look at briefly in this um, few introductory remarks that help us describe 
a person of faith and they're useful. The first Greek word is mathetes, which means disciple. The one who spends their whole life apprenticed to Jesus, which is what we read from Colossians 3 from the message, those first couple of verses. It's a growing learning relationship. It's a lived experience every single day, all day, continually, until the day you die. And uh, it's not about acquiring informational skills. It's about the essence of how we live in relationship to Jesus and to the Father in the Spirit. The other word is um, parapidimos, which means a pilgrim. Um, someone who spends their time going somewhere, um, and in our case, going towards God. And the interesting thing is that in this journey towards God, this pilgrimage towards God, um, where the world is not our home, the pathway there is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way. And it's like Abraham who went out from Ur of the Chaldees. He's like the archetypal pilgrim who moves towards the promised land. And even um, in that passage in John 14, where uh, Thomas says to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? The invitation is, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And if you remember having read a little while back from Hebrews 12, it was this. Since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race set before us. Let us strip down and start running and never stop, as the message says. Let us run with endurance the race set before us. There are always going to be boring, humdrum parts. There are always going to be difficult parts in the road. We're not those who are just looking for the highlights. We're looking to be disciples, mathetes. We're looking to be pilgrims throughout the whole of our life. And to be a faithful apprentice, a faithful pilgrim in an instant tourist world means that we have to dig in for a long obedience in the same direction. And for that, we need help. And that's where Jeremiah comes in. And we're going to look some more at that as we go along. Let me end with this quote then from Chesterton. He said, Christianity has not so much been tried and found wanting as it has been found difficult and left untried. We don't want to be like that. We want to grow into the stature that Christ has called us to be in Jesus.